My mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Welcome to The Proper Atmosphere. I am your host, Dan Mickle, and I'm glad you can join us. This is episode 10, Am I a Bully? And before we get into this topic, I just want to remind you, you can reach out to us using the hashtag Ask717Soul and Ask Dan Mickle. You can also reach us on all our social media, at 717Soul and at RealDanMickle, and of course, our website, properatmosphere.com, and across Every podcasting platform you can think of, iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, Google Play, would love for you to subscribe, rate us, give us a review, help us in those rankings. It would mean a lot to me and our community, so thank you. So this week's conversation comes from a U17 soccer player from Colorado named Jeff, and he asks, I'm the captain of my team, but sometimes I feel when I'm hard on my team, I'm being a bully. How can I reconcile being a captain, being effective, and not coming across as a bully? Or am I actually just a bully? Jeff, I think that is a great question to ask because it does blur the line sometimes. And just like everything else, sometimes there's good captains and there's bad captains. And it really comes down to defining what your role is. And for me, a bully is someone that is looking for personal gain. And they're a leadership so that they look good. Maybe they want it on their resume for college or trying to get to another elite team. And they want it to look good. So they put down that they want to be a captain. Whereas a true captain is doing it for you know the legacy of the team and the program and for his teammates and for the team and, and to raise them. It's not about them. It's about helping everyone else. And obviously, doing that and helping them will personally help them, but that is not the main goal. So really, Jeff, I would say, you know, ask yourself, why are you a captain? Why do you want to be a captain? Maybe you were just appointed a captain and had no say in it. Do you want to be a captain? And it's kind of hard to explore that, right? Because everyone thinks everyone wants to be a captain. But there's a lot of people out there that don't. They want to focus on their skill or their play or, you know, whatever, their craft that they're working on. And they don't want the pressures of being a captain. That being said, 
I'm going to assume that you like being a captain or you want to be a captain. And going forward, I think you need to look at what is your leadership philosophy? Have you actually sat down and thought about what is important to me as a leader? Instead of just going out, okay, I'm a captain and you know, I'm, I'm going to call these meetings and I'm going to really pressure people. But do you actually have a plan or a philosophy as a leader? How are you going to handle situations so it appears fair and even across, you know, any situations instead of just kind of winging it and hoping that you can pick and do the right thing? I think you really need to sit down and create what your leadership philosophy is and how you want to handle things. Um, the, the easiest way that you can do that is just start writing down, you know, off the top of your head, what are the 10 most important things that you think you need to do as a leader or what your 10 top duties are and then kind of rank them and then whittle it down to the top five and then expand on it. You know, if, um, the generic term of, of creating teamwork is, is in your top five, expand how you expect teamwork to be promoted and how you're going to handle it and how you're going to foster the growth of the teamwork on the team. And, Maybe, you know, expand on conflict resolution. How are you going to handle conflicts? And look at it before they happen. That way, when they do happen, you have kind of guide rails to, you know, have you follow a certain process or a plan when you have to deal with these conflicts. That way, you don't get that look of you're giving someone else preferential treatment versus, you know, a, another player. You have your rules and your your guidelines that you are going to follow um, from your philosophy. I think that's the biggest one. I think that's the thing that we lack in the most, especially in the youth sport world. We promote players to captains because of seniority or because they play hard, and, and those are all great reasons. But does that really help the team? Does appointing captains that are upperclassmen when you might have some underclassmen that have better skills, better leadership skills, that would probably help your team? Does that make sense to make the upperclassmen? So it really has to start with you looking at why you're a leader and why you want to be a leader. And even if you were just appointed and you really weren't you know, campaigning for the fact that you wanted to be a captain, you were just appointed captain because of your age or how long you've been around the team or because the coach saw something in you, I think you really need to take the time and, and figure out that philosophy. Don't just go with, well, the coach made me the captain, so that's what I'm going to do. Because I think that will help offset um, that bullying issue because you know what you believe and you know what you're pushing for. You're not just pushing the team to push them because you're a captain. The next thing I would suggest is have regular check-ins. And I think this is another thing that we kind of fall short on. We appoint these captains, and then the captains only step in when important decisions need to be made, whether they're good or bad. For example, you know, the captains are going to decide what uniforms are going to be worn. Or there's a fight between teammates, and the coach says, you know, the captains are going to figure out. But there's a lot of space in between there where captains can grow and help, and this is what actually builds that bond with the team. So don't be afraid to have regular check-in or meetings with your team, whether it's daily, you know, right at the huddle at the beginning, hey, this is what our goal is for practice today, or this is what the goals are for this game. You know, those are all things that you need to look at and maybe address. And instead of just kind of 
yelling them out when you think you need to, maybe sit down and, and plan time. Hey, every practice, I need the whole team in here 20 minutes early. We're going to have a players meeting and we're just going to talk about what our goals are or kind of review what happened in our last match or our last practice, you know, whatever that situation is. But the more you get the regular check-ins, the more you're going to get buy-in from the teams because the team feels like they have a space and a place to actually tell you their concerns or maybe to work things out. Now, again, it's not as simple as just saying, hey, we're going to have these meetings every 20 minutes before practice. you got to kind of set up the protocol. You know, how are you going to keep this as a safe place where players can actually express their feelings or their concerns and not feel like they're going to get punished or have it held against them? So those first couple meetings or even before the meetings, you kind of have to set the tone of, hey, this is how we're going to handle the meetings. This is how they're going to flow. Um, just kind of put everyone at ease so that there's the benefit of the meetings. So that's the second one. So the first one is develop your leadership philosophy so you know why you're a leader and kind of drives how you can be a leader. Second is you're going to have your regular check-ins, meeting with your teams on a regular basis to get them comfortable so that they can communicate and talk any problems. And they also see your authority and how you're going to handle things and probably develop that trust a little bit more. Next then is kind of have some sort of peer review, whether it's um, you know, if you're a part of a club, maybe you can have players from another team or other captains. If you don't have that luxury, maybe you have players on your team that maybe aren't captains but are natural leaders or have been on the team for a while. And just check in with them and see how things are going. Get the pulse. Hey, how's the team responding to me? Are there any issues? Do I need to change anything? And kind of get that peer review. Again, that's another thing that we lack in. A lot of times, captains make decisions and the team doesn't understand it, but they're afraid to approach them because they're a captain. And this would be a really good way for you to kind of get that peer review and check in to see how you're doing. Um, again, it, it doesn't have to be a big drawn out process. It could be a two minute check in. Hey, how are things are going? Does the team understand what my vision is? Are we all on the same page? All of that. And then lastly, the one I would suggest is probably the one that seems the easiest but happens the least is coach review. You know, if a coach is confident enough to appoint you as a captain, then you should be comfortable enough to go to the coach and talk about that role. Hey, what do you expect me to do as a captain? Am I doing a good job? What should I grow on? Is there more that you want from me? Instead of just waiting for the coach to dictate, hey, tell the team this or do this, be a little bit more proactive with your coaches and ask them, you know, what you can work on or what you need, you know, to push the team with. And again, that kind of goes back to the philosophy that that's going to give you that, that, you know, reasoning and, and, and drive and path of why you are a captain. And that goes back to my original statement that because you're going to have that philosophy and that roadmap of, of what you're doing as captain, I think that's what makes you not the bully. It's those moments that for no reason or you go off script or you go outside of your philosophy and go after a player or push a player too hard that maybe you're starting to go into that bully range. But we got to get rid of this myth that being hard or being tough on our teammates and, and working our teammates hard is bullying because we're looking at that, you know, end result. Now, I want to kind of jump in there and just say, you know, we're, we're not talking about, you know, hazing or anything like that, because you could argue that hazing and some of the techniques that captain you, that captains use, 
you know, are bullying, but can be justified because, you know, it helps grow the team. And, and that's kind of a BS excuse. You need to look back and say, are my actions and what I'm doing and what I'm asking of myself and the team beneficial to the team in the short term that we're together? And is it legitimately beneficial and not, not kind of being under that blanket of, well, it'll make them stronger and I'm just pushing them to make them tougher or mentally tough. There has to be some reasoning for it, not just that blanket statement of I'm toughening them up. So, Jeff, I hope that kind of answers your question. Um, feel free to reach out anytime. Dan at danmickle.com is my email or, you know, through the website or any of the social media if, if you want to dive deeper into it. But it really starts with that philosophy. So to kind of wrap it up and, and recap this episode the difference between a bully and a tough and moving captain is first there's a leadership philosophy from that captain they're not just pushing players to push them because they're a captain or because they want to quote unquote make them mentally tough there's an actual philosophy and a roadmap on how you want to be a leader what's important to you and that philosophy is shared it's not just kept for you it's it's thrown out to the team so that they can see this is how I'm going to be a captain Second, there are regular check-ins with the team. You're not just yelling at them. You're not just pushing them. You're not just solving problems. You need to have regular communications specifically for the leadership role, not talking about film or plays or workouts, but talking about, hey, how's the team going? This is you know, our goals for today or this, this game, and this is how we want to work it. So have those regular check-ins. Third is you want to have a peer review system, whether it's someone from outside the team that's at your level. Maybe it's a captain of another team in your club, or maybe it's someone on your team that has some experience has been around the team and kind of get their feedback. Hey, am I doing a good job? What can I do better? What do you think you know, I'm lacking? Or am I being too hard on the players? And, and get that peer review because that's someone that probably sees it or is at least within your competitive level and your age. That will help you. And then lastly is have that coach reviews. You know, sit down and have regular meetings with your coach and see how you're doing as a captain. A lot of times, you know, coaches have so much going on that they appoint someone a captain and hope it works out. But there needs to be some work in that. And, and that also falls on the coach. So this isn't just on the players or the captain. You know, there needs to be some, some buy-in from the coach who's also going to, you know, give you review and give you feedback and, you know, how can I learn and what more can I do? So schedule those meetings. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for your question. And I hope that answers it. If not, reach out. And again, for everyone, you can reach us across all social media with the hashtags Ask717Soul or Ask Dan Mickle. You can hit me up on my email, dan at danmickle.com or check out the website properatmosphere.com. And again, we are sponsored by Soul Performance Academy. So check out soulperformanceacademy.com and at 717soul across all their social media. And again, I'm your host, Dan Mickle, at Real Dan Mickle on all social media. Send us your questions. I love it. And we'll see you for episode 11. Who knows what that topic will be, but we'll find out in the next week or two. Thanks, peace, love, and remember, don't suck. listening.
to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.